0: Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald, Miami Hurricanes podcast. I am David Wilson, joined, as always, by Susan Miller Degnan, our Miami beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going?
1: It's going great, David. How are you?
0: Pretty good. You enjoy your bye week? Uh, yes, I did, actually. Yeah. And how about you? Yeah, it was all right. A little busy, like always, <laughs> but um, so we actually kind of have... Yeah, you know, a little bit to get to today. Uh, we recorded obviously right after the Louisville game, and now it's Wednesday before the FIU game, so we haven't talked on microphone in like a week and a half. Um, and this game, you know, it's not the most intriguing storylines around it. Obviously, it's a late season on conference game. Game Miami is pretty big favorite. I guess the local rivalry is one angle, but the big topic of conversation really all week has been going back to the site of the old Orange Bowl. Right, where obviously Miami used to play their home games, and you know most of the, the kids on this team are, are too young to probably really remember too much from there. But you know Manny talked today about his favorite memory um, being uh, third and forty-three. Is that what it was? Third and forty-three against uh, Notre Dame. They converted a third and thirty-four. him like dyslexic. Uh, but <laughs> was, uh, what, what are you thinking? One. What are you thinking going back? Back to I, the old Orange Bowl. You've, you've oh, covered the, some games going there. Going back to yeah. the... Go,
1: I covered a lot of games there, a lot of years. Um, and a lot of, you know, great memories. Mm-hmm. Even though the, the press box seats would peel off on our behinds and when we got up. Mm-hmm. We'd have, like, orange all over us. Um, it, it, you know, just, yeah, the idea of... Obviously, I've been, and so have you, a lot. been at Marlins yeah. Park. Um, but... When you're, I guess, when you're watching the the hurricanes play there, it is kind of strange on a football field. On well, the
0: tailgating it's just, gonna be the whole like neighborhood that people exactly, used to tailgate in, and yeah.
1: just just the idea of it um, is kind of cool, I think. And I think the old time players are probably, you know, excited by it, um, possibly or maybe they're they're thinking, well, this can't, you know, this can't compare. It's totally different, right. but it is the same. It is the same site, you know. The the ghosts of the uh, the hurricane. Jeremy Williams
0: said, "Sacred ground."
1: Sacred ground, yeah, he did. And you know, national champions there, and I mean, I've covered so many great games there. I just, uh, I can't pick one, but you know the the last the last game there uh, that they lost to Virginia. Mm-hmm. very last game there um was uh very very depressing um and that that's one of the games actually that i you know that i'll that i'll never forget mm-hmm. um forty eight nothing loss and it, I just remember the excitement before and everybody was even though even the reporters were on the field taking pictures right. and stuff it was
0: a historic
1: it was really historic and they and they had billed it as this big deal thing mm-hmm. and everybody i mean nobody thought UM was going to lose 48 nothing yeah that
0: was not a good UM team and but they, it was and still they, not a <laughs>
1: and they were having fireworks at the end of the game um, and just uh, i can't explain the shock yeah of that of that loss it was it was Randy Shannon's um, first season, mm-hmm. and um, five two thousand seven. That was the
0: last time I think they were five and, five seven, and seven. Yeah, seven it worked. was just
1: so I, you know, my last memory of the Orange Bowl was was a really yeah. kind of bad memory. Um, mm-hmm. But before that, there were so many good ones, and and I'm Frank. I'm kind of excited about covering. <laughs> A football game at Marlins Park. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be interesting, right? right? They used to play the Miami
0: Beach Bowl there, which famously had an epic brawl between Memphis and BYU. So there have been games there. So there have been some games played there, but this is the first one in a couple years because that bowl game has has been gone, I think, a couple seasons. Um, Yeah. And I'm, Miami's going to walk through there on Friday, so they'll get a lay of the land and of, check of how out. It's supposedly, that the one
1: of the end one zones. One of the end zones is
0: pretty close to the fence or the the wall, and
1: they, you know, UM has a lot of speedsters. Yeah, you know, who could be running pretty. It seems hard. like that always
0: tends to be an issue. When I don't remember it being really an issue at the Pinstripe Bowl, but I remember. I think no, a couple years ago, Northwestern because... played at Wrigley, and it was an issue. This that was like one of the first ones
1: but this is this you era. know this is inside so
0: yeah they I said the roof will be open which is yeah the good. roof
1: will be open which is really kind of cool. i think the Marlins
0: did like five times
1: all year <laughs> <laughs> it's been kind of cool and yeah. it does it does make it have more of an orange bowl feel, right? Yep. When they have the when they have the roof open a little bit. But you think it's um, mostly going to be. Uh, what, what do you think the split's
0: going to be, Miami FIU? I mean, it's well, going to be obviously. The thing, the thing I, is, a lot of FIU fans yeah, are Miami. A fans. A lot of
1: FIU students grew up um, mm-hmm. as Miami roo- Hurricanes You fans. root for both.
0: You know what's what's the harm? One's. I guess you thing, get one's...
1: excited if, if FIU is doing well. If you're if you're a FIU student, yeah, um, and. Well, FIU uh, needs a win to get to a
0: bowl, so. Well, they got two shots, oh, yeah. obviously, but five wins right now, so. FIU
1: has to win, and if two get to a bowl, but mm-hmm. I just, I don't see them winning this no. game. Well, yeah, I mean, that's I the know, thing is, Miami, it. you
0: know, has seemed like they've obviously turned a corner, three straight wins, two really impressive wins in a row. But then going into the bye week, I, I think it's important, you know, they've clearly tried to drill down this message of, like, defend the Orange Bowl, pretty much, because this would have very easily been a... You know, Miami's come out really flat the two times they've come off bye weeks this year. So true. And this so would be a really true. easy letdown game after two good wins, a bye week, and then you'll go back to conference play to, to wrap up the season next weekend. This would have been a really easy trap letdown game, but it seems like they've got the right attitude coming in, which is always easy to say when you need to talk well, to them at practice. But obviously – We'll see. Yeah, uh, I think I think that's on... a, a
1: total factor. February. By the way, I think oh, the yeah. open week is is I think the open week. FIU has also proven. coming off a bye. Yes, which F, is... FIU, which is probably good because I personally think open weeks are horrible. I, I, I been, did, historically or recent I, history,
0: they've been in trouble yeah, for Miami I,
1: and for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. They're bad, I, and I think I think uh, at the end of the season, as as Manny Diaz says. They're probably more valuable, but right. I still think they're you, you. No matter, no matter how much you say. You know, you got they're focused in and they're practicing hard and they've learned from former lessons. I mean, human nature is oh, we've got an extra week, mm-hmm. okay, and you can let down a little bit. Um, you're not in the groove. You're not, right. you know, in the routine kind of thing. But again, I because. FIU is well. They found found a way to you know. It it would
0: have been very easy for this game to be just one you don't think much about to not be motivated, and and they've at least found an angle that potentially will help them. I mean, FIU is going to come out. You know, they're the underdog. They're going to come out trying to upset Miami. It's their Super Bowl, but Miami, I think, is the way they played the two weeks going into the bye week, and then it seems like the the way they've kind of found a way to motivate this week. You hope. You know, if you hope that, that. it's uh, not the letdown that, that we might have uh, circled this one as a letdown five weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I, I will agree on that one. <laughs> um, I'll be kind of shocked if it's too close.
0: Yeah, even without Brevin Jordan, because that's the other kind of bit of news from this week. Brevin Jordan, um, Manny Diaz says he's a game-time decision for Saturday. Mm-hmm. He was out on the practice field Tuesday when, when we could be out there, but otherwise... Many not committing to him being no, available think... and, and obviously he didn't play against Louisville the no, points without him and I, then he... I, I don't
1: i th- this is just my gut in watching him. I was out of practice yesterday and he was definitely held back. he mm-hmm. was out there he ran a couple of very simple routes uh and um and He wasn't putting too much pressure on that left leg, the left foot, and wasn't pivoting heavily. Yeah. And they kind of had him hold off some of the drills. I just don't – when they could rest him a week for the final game against Duke, unless – I think your theory that you told me that he'll come out dressed for the
0: game. Didn't DJ do that against Pitt? Yeah. He dressed and didn't play. DJ
1: at Pitt, yep.
0: DJ Dallas. So I I think – I think that's a uh, possibility.
1: Yeah, I think that's a maybe really if, they're, strong. if they're
0: desperate. At, but although in the, even at a pick game, they kind of were desperate in the end, and DJ didn't come in. But
1: they don't want to get him hurt for the last, you know, game at Duke, which then, is going to be you know a really pretend, away.
0: Yeah, and it could and, be big for bowl implications.
1: Well, it could be very big, and then the bowl, and then the bowl, and then they yeah. get him. Yeah, I just I don't see it because I think. Uh, I think they'll be fine with. Yeah, and they have obviously Will Mallory I, caught a
0: touchdown against Louisville, and, and, and you, know, you know, and they scored fifty-two points against Louisville Jordan, without They'll be
1: fine. They'll be fine.
0: Yeah, they scored fifty-two points without yeah. him, and it was yeah. you know, in a lot of ways, the Louisville game was the most impressive win of the season. I think for a lot of different yeah, reasons.
1: Good point about Louisville, and
0: <laughs> yeah, he didn't play. One of them is the fact that they were able to score without Brevin and a bunch of other guys. Stepped up. Obviously, Mike Carley had probably the best game of his career. D. Wiggins had another long touchdown. Will Mallory caught a touchdown. It right you know
1: gave Will Mallory more confidence, got yeah. him more play. I, th- I mean, yeah. the more I think about that, the more I don't think he's going to play. The, so. the,
0: the hope obviously is you know obviously you're not you're not banking on Jaron throwing six touchdown passes again just because that would be the record, but. He can't have a letdown. You know, after a no, game like Louisville, it, you don't want to. You don't want to be sitting here on Sunday yeah, morning I, after an ugly close win, saying, "Was that Louisville game just a fluke?" You want to be thinking absolutely. that this is a run that is sustainable now for these last two games of the regular season against potentially a absolutely. good team in the bowl game, and then give you a lot of confidence going into next year. You, you don't want to be thinking that you. Don't know what you're going to get from Jaron week or, to week, uh, or this just, just happened a, to be a two-week hot streak.
1: Yeah, or even not necessarily Jaron, just the whole right, team the whole again. offense. I just yeah. I, I I mean, I do think David, that's a possibility. I mean, I do think Jaron could come out cold. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't. I when when you're again when you're playing every week. Yeah, you're it gonna have more your natural.
0: and you're gonna have your ups and downs throughout the year. And but.
1: and coming off a record-setting game and getting a lot of accolades yeah. and being written about nationally and it, 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 you know, you know when Jaron went into that Pittsburgh game for the in the middle of the fourth quarter and brought U M back. The Adrenaline was going, and he was he knew he knew he was, yeah. he was in the zone, but yeah, he, I mean, he'd he been riding be. hot since then, he had to be. And then the next game, he gets to start, and um, you know, he gets to start again, Jared does. And you, oh, that was uh, um,
0: Florida, yeah, right? Florida State, right? So then.
1: And then look what he does there. He's—I mean—how can you not be hyped up right. at Florida State? So he had all the reasons to. So this will be very interesting. I agree to watch. Yeah, Jared. I mean,
0: I think the biggest—the okay. biggest thing you're trying to answer in these last couple of weeks of the season, where you uh, obviously there's a lot going well right now. Right. You want to basically think that it's this is what the offense is, not that this is what the offense can be, because obviously the Agreed. offense can be an offense that scores 52 points. It can be a dynamic downfield passing attack paired with pro-style I formation running. That you know is a combination that's kind of the ideal. It can be all those things, but you want it to actually be all those things. You don't want to be you know. You don't want to lay an egg against FIU and then oh, have a disappointing game against Duke and, and finish the year. Oh, be terrible! Six and seven, it would be just or, total or seven regression. and six. Yeah. And be saying, I mean, you know, if we could just get back to those heights from the Florida State Louisville game, we're gonna win the coastal. But be, be wondering if that's reach if that's realistically reachable.
1: Yeah, I mean to me it's about is is UM really on the rise? Right. In or whatever was it just way, a two
0: week uh, flash right in the pan? is you
1: UM, if UM can win these two games, at least these two games in the regular season, mm-hmm. um you got to be an FIU convincing. Because
0: I'm banking yeah. on FIU win basically no matter what, which is probably not smart as we've learned in the past. But, you know, it, it, you don't want it to be like the Central Michigan game where you win 17-12. Oof. You want to beat them by three touchdowns.
1: Right. Yeah. A convincing win, and I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just – it bodes very poorly for the off season if they – If they screw up now.
0: Whereas if they finish strong, then all these good vibes carry over. It's big for recruiting. recruiting. We'll we'll probably talk about recruiting a little bit before we wrap up here. Sure. Um, But I guess before we do that, uh, Miami was officially eliminated from the Coastal over the weekend. It was a long shot, which...
1: We it was a knew. long shot, but it was kind of but fun it was, because it was fun to keep track of to... all
0: these ones, checking off all the permutations.
1: We all thought they were dead in the water. I mean, mm-hmm. a long time ago. Yeah. So it was kinda of, it was kinda of cool that they could
0: But yeah, so, so how much does it ahead. matter that it's officially over? Does it ultimately you know, obviously you want to go to the co- the coastal championship. I know there's like some differing opinions of do you want to go and get destroyed by Clemson or do you want to go and you know, be able to hang a banner? Um, where, where do you kind of come down on? Is it a big well, deal that they no. aren't making the coastal champ or don't win the coastal, or, or is it more important just that they're they're playing well right now?
1: To me, it's definitely more important that they're playing well. Yeah. Definitely more important, and that mm-hmm. they keep playing well. I, I, I mean, part of me, even though I feel like they, you know, get killed by Clemson. You wanna go to that game. I would love to if, I would have loved for UM, honestly, to play in that game because Yeah, I mean hey,
0: in the preseason hey, it would have been one of your goals. How do you right? know?
1: Maybe Jaron Williams, you know There a six touchdowns. Yeah, like Jaron Williams gets hyped at that would be so awesome if mm-hmm. they if they went and played Clemson and somehow found a way to win. Yeah. And you can't you always have to you know Well and just, you just know the you, game
0: I I think I've said it a couple of times on this show. You wanna be the team that's the team in the coastal. And there's no team right now that's the team in the Coastal. Virginia Tech had a little run early in this era of ACC with two divisions. Oh,
1: Virginia but but Tech was, has but there's been no, dominant for years. But there's
0: no – what, well, this will be all – seven. I think if Virginia goes this year, every team from the Coastal will have been to the ACC right. championship in the last seven years yep. or something like that. Yeah. Like Miami needs to – before you can – yeah, I know everyone wants to compete for – National championships—that's the goal. Before you do that, you got to be the team that wins the coastal every year, or at least the team that's the favorite in the coastal every year.
1: Right. I mean, it's—it's it's just so they're all so. You have to walk close. before you can run. Yeah, they're—they're they're all so the coastal. I mean, you know, seven and three. As far as overall, seven mm-hmm. and three, seven and three, seven and three. I'm looking now, six and four. Uh, Miami 6-4 and four because they couldn't figure out how to beat Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, it's possible you could get, I think, six Coastal teams all make bowls.
1: Georgia I, I can't remember who. Oh, six, right, right, right. UNC right.
0: and Duke are both four and six with two weeks to play. I'm, I'm not sure if right. they play each other this weekend, but, um, you know, you could easily get five or six bowl teams from the division. Yeah.
1: Well, as as the ACC commissioner told me um, at the UM's last game, that – you know, I asked him about uh, his thoughts on the kind of the wacky coastal division and mm-hmm. how mediocre, right? I used that word to him. I mm-hmm. said, you know, all the teams are just mediocre. They're all, or or put it this way, you know, they're, they all are about the same. You know, yeah. they just beat each other. And he said, well, he will not he wouldn't use the word mediocre. Yeah, I'm he sure would use the word competitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he told me, and actually that's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. You never know who's gonna, who's gonna yeah, win on that's any true. given day.
0: Um, another thing we we kind of wrote about this a little bit of the last couple of weeks is that the Orange Bowl weirdly is still in play for Miami. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. There's
0: been oh. another little debate, and I think it's a uh, pretty overwhelming which way it goes. Uh, you know, some people want to just win a bowl game. Maybe you finish nine and four or whatever, and then some people want the shot at. I think. what is Brett McMurphy, I think project, currently projects Miami Alabama in the Orange Bowl. Is that a game oh, you want to see? Fun. Or yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree, 100. <laughs> yes. percent I think people who are How scared fun. of that matchup are. Come on. That's the whole point. You want to beat teams like that, right? You want. I'm play sure teams
1: Miami like that. would love that game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that would be really cool. That mm-hmm. would be. Yeah, I mean the Orange Bowl, but I. The more I think about it in the last couple days, yeah um could get in the orange bowl yeah if check out things, we've both
0: written about it mm-hmm. in the last two weeks if certain things check out, their out way. Way. dot com, yeah. um search the orange bowl and you'll exactly you'll find it.
1: and you'll see but but um you know the more i think about it though the more i'm thinking that the orange bowl won't have the guts to pick
0: won't have the chutzpah. um the
1: chutzpah to, to pick UM over, um, over
0: a, like a over let's say a win. Wake Forest yeah. or, a,
1: or a Virginia or a team that
0: Yeah, I mean eight and four when there's nine win teams, you know that's, that's a big difference nine and three, eight and four like Well nine and three
1: eight and four let's say you well U.M has to win out they've yeah. got to win out yeah, okay yeah. So, so so eight and four eight and four you're right nine and
0: three there won't Even be a, there know... won't be a 10 and two.
1: Even though they know the Orange Bowl knows, I mean, at market at marketing wise, and I think I might mm-hmm. be wrong because I cover UM and I'm maybe. Well, I'm it all comes past. down to the, if
0: there's a team, right? Like it all comes down to the rankings, you know. Yeah,
1: but know but I'm talking about the sexiness of the game, I know, I know, like I know. the like Wake Forest, but but then again, I can just see the other programs saying. Wait. what about us yeah. well not just this is this isn't fair right? Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. just cause UM is a home team yeah. they have a worse record and, well, and so blah blah like blah it's like Virginia
0: Tech it's like we beat them at the state like there's you know there's well it depends yeah Virginia Tech beat be them um,
1: but Miami Miami beat Pitt, Pitt and Virginia, Virginia right. yeah, and they Miami all play be, Wake
0: right the other, the right, other right, right. I just
1: think possibly depending on yeah I'm game, not ruling it out okay. I'm not banking on it
0: but I'm not ruling it out right we'll put it that way
1: we'll be home if that happens yeah all right uh before
0: we wrap up i guess we should maybe touch on a little bit of recruiting because it's that time of year where things are really starting to heat up um over the last couple days miami lost a couple commitments darren branch a three-star cornerback from uh, louisiana flipped to Ole miss and marcus fleming a four-star wide receiver from uh, northwestern high right here in miami uh, decommitted on the heels of an official visit with Nebraska, Miami. Though I know you don't follow it as closely, but to me, it's not the end of the world. I think this class is, act- you know, going in the right direction. Even though you lose a four-star wide receiver um, and a defensive back that they really liked as a potential striker, right. I think they've had they've done they've done a good job kind of keeping all their options open. It's the one thing. Even when this recruiting class like looked shaky early on the one thing i kind of consistently would praise while talking to people is that they they weren't a team that was going to get caught like with their pants down recruiting wise like they always had plans they took a bunch of maybe borderline you know like three-star type guys who who maybe you're like why why are they letting this guy commit so early because they it gives them this foundation that let them survive uh dazzling warsham a four-star wide receiver from alabama is committing Friday he'll pick it between Miami or Alabama it seems like Miami is the favorite going into that Um, I think Jalen Harrell a safety from Champagnat Catholic who took an official visit for the Louisville game is the likely replacement for Darren Branch so I I think they're in pretty good spot and I think you can definitely see like this winning I mean winning matters in recruiting it's not oh, everything yeah. but and receivers but these,
1: are, are looking at jaron williams now yeah. right and they're and saying the, and just the
0: offense in general it's yeah, worth and noting dazzling morsham um uh, this yeah. my, i talked to his high school coach and the story should be up right around the same time this shows up um Dazzle morsham was committed to alabama last year when dan enos was you know the quarterbacks coach there and that kind of was the initial connection and um so he you know he knows what he was interested even before the offense like looked good. And it, because part of it was he had faith in, in what Danny knows. You know, he was just the quarterback's coach at Alabama when he was committed, but still just being around him on visits and, and seeing what kind of offensive mind he is. And now kinda of seeing it all come into fruition is it you know, it it's important because yeah, totally. I mean that's what Miami creates, right? They produce wide receivers totally. down here and, and you gotta get those guys What'd in. What
1: do you think about well you you weren't there Monday, but when Manny said something like, uh, I just want to let you know it's not always, you know, it's sometimes it's both sides, two sides. Yeah. Kind of side. Is yeah, that I just mean, PR for him? You know, trying no, there's, to or there's, damage control? Or is that... Um, no, there, there are definitely true.
0: guys that are... Miami, and Manny actually talked about this today, um, that they're going to be probably between like 25 and 27 guys in the class. Mm-hmm. And right now they have 20 guys committed already. And that's not including... Harrell and Warsham, who I think will be part of this class relatively soon, um, plus you know they've got a lot. You know they've they're going to take a linebacker somewhere, whether it's at Justin Flo, who took the official visit, or someone else. How good else. would that be, by the way? That would be one of the biggest recruiting wins for them ever.
1: Yeah, yeah he's a guy. Oh he's your starting God. line
0: middle linebacker next year. I just um, saw
1: a video of him. Was it, I don't know if it was the last game or whatever. The just... one where, like,
0: pile drives the guy? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. The guy just
1: goes, whoop!
0: Yeah. Backwards. So, I mean, that's, you know, sort of yeah. throwing that the one. two guys they have, that's 22, plus a linebacker, 23. I think they'll get another receiver that's 24. You know, they would like to get another running back. You're already a 25 there. Plus, like, you're in the mix for a five-star tight end. Like, you got to leave the spot in case he comes. You, you want another offensive lineman, probably. So, just like,
1: yeah you they, need...
0: they're... they're over full right now and that's the flip side of they took a lot of commitments early from guys who some people might say are not Miami caliber Right, Mm -hmm. which means when it comes down to this you're going to have a numbers crunch and it sucks but sometimes you got to turn a guy basically say we're not going to have room for you especially with this early signing period where guys want to know what you know colleges want to know what their class looks like by the start of the new year which is obviously totally different than it was in the past you want to know 23 of your 27 guys or whatever are are locked in and then you're fighting kind of for those last couple because it's a guy worth waiting on but they're not going to wait on a guy who they if they think they can get someone comparable at this point the way the the recruiting calendar has moved just forces you to work quicker and i think that's the one thing this staff even though there are a lot of question marks about you know can they beat alabama can they beat Clemson for guys locally. Can they be even beat Florida? They got beat for Florida for a couple of guys this cycle. They, I think at least have a plan that is that I, I think last year they got caught. You know, I remember we were sitting here, I guess it was the day of the early signing period or, or I think it was the early signing period. And it was just like, they had like six guys left on the board and none of them picked Miami. Like that's a situation that this, they're not going to be in this year. They're not going to be scrambling to take uh lesser guys. After the new year. Alright, I think we can wrap up there. Um we will record though, I think after the game Saturday.
1: Oh yeah, from the baseball stadium. From the
0: baseball stadium. Um, and we'll be
1: out in the open because the press box is it's not really a press box. Or, it's yeah. a press area. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> um you can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Um S.
1: Miller and degnan. Susan
0: is on Twitter at S. Miller degnan um, anything you were working on this week? That, uh, like I yeah. said, check out all of our stuff about you know the yeah. bowl possibilities. I, I wrote a story
1: this week of D. Wiggins. Yeah, D. Wiggins,
0: Greg Rousseau,
1: Greg Rousseau just now closing in mm-hmm. on the NCAA sack leader, which is kind of fun. He could yeah. he could get a few sacks this game. Yeah, he's what not? two and a
0: half back with three to play.
1: He's no, he's or two, two, back. Just, two, he's back. Only Sorry, two just two back. Sorry, just two back. But, but then again, the, the leader, other guy still has the leader three to play, has so. yeah, but. uh Yeah, so.
0: I wrote about Sean Taylor's brother. Be sure to check that out. Um,
1: Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one.
0: Who would like to play at Miami if if it works out for him. But that'll be a recruitment that I think goes into next year. Uh, Because he's just starting to get some interest.
1: That would be really special. Mm -hmm. All
0: right, uh, we'll wrap up there, though. Thanks, as always, for listening. um, And we'll talk to you guys next
1: week. Take care.